Hi. <laughs> it's me, um, Edward. And uh, this is Chicken Philosophy. This is the part where we read um, Carl Jung's Black Books. And, uh, yeah, all right. There was one point when um, Amazon sent me an email. This probably happened to other people who podcast. Uh, where they said, hey, we noticed you have podcasts. Why not list them on Amazon Podcasts? And I was like, okay, why not? And then I went ahead and listed them on Amazon Podcasts. And then the first bad thing that happened was I write books. I don't know if you knew. And uh, so when you search for my name on Amazon, you'd get my books. And then after I listed my podcasts, of which there are like 11 or 12 ish then you search for my name and you get all the podcasts and you have to go to like the second or third page to see any of the books somehow that problem went away now if you search for my name you get the books first and then the podcast so that's i'm happy about that it resolved itself but i was thinking rightly so i think that uh who the hell listens to podcasts on Amazon, right? And then, uh, lo and behold, it turns out that there's people um, finding this on Audible. <laughs> so, like, people actually, like, specifically, like, I want to see if there's an audio version of Carl Jung's Black Books. Uh, well, the only one is this chicken philosophy. So, yeah... So that there's been mixed reviews. Um, hello to the one person who reached out in the comments section who, uh, I guess from Audible, decided to search it and ended up finding it in the YouTube. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, if you happen to, you know, uh, not you specifically, but whoever, uh, only one person has given a, a rating on Audible, so... There's, it's a one out of five star uh, audiobook version or whatever, audible thing. So yeah, if you want to give it four or five stars and you bump that up to two or three stars. But on the other hand, I don't know. Like, I do still, like, I don't want to cave in. I have other podcasts and YouTube channels where I'm specifically I'm more than 50% thinking of how it's going to be received who's watching what they want what would be good for them Buddhist Books Podcast is a good example of that um, Esoteric Nerd yeah you know maybe it's 50-50 with Esoteric Nerd but when I started Chicken Philosophy, it was basically 100% just me fooling around. And even me saying fooling around instead of fucking around uh, points toward the fact that that's changed. And I'm just saying this out loud now to let you know that I'm going to resist that change. I do still want to not care 
whether people like this or not. Because I want, especially with something as important to me as the greater philosophy, you know, umbrella, I want to have the space to read and reflect on the ideas presented in the books that I'm choosing to read on chicken philosophy in a, in a disorganized, haphazard way um, without too much of that self-consciousness of being overly concerned about who's watching, what they think, and all that. So that, you know, that's kind of like underlies some of the, like when Gwydion reacted on Mecha Revelation 10 to the, to the heckling in Ashtavakra Gita 1 and then disappeared for a while. He'll come back. But uh, anyway, yeah, incomplete thought, which is kind of part of the whole point. I don't want to have to have complete thoughts on here. And if you're looking for a straight book on tape, that dates me. Tape? What the hell is tape? For uh, Carl Jung's Black Books, you're not going to find it here. And if you're willing to tolerate me to get the Black Books, okay. If you enjoy, on some level, my rambling and stuff, apart from <clears throat> and in addition to the reading of the Black Books, great. But I'm going to make a make a concerted effort to not care because this is obviously a very long term project and I need to have the space to not care there was a time when I was talking just like this on Buddhist books in the early days when people were reacting to some of my commentary on the scriptures <laughs> And I was like, hey, if I'm going to be doing this, you know, long term, uh, pretty much daily, I need to have the space to express myself. But I've toned that down on B Buddhist books and uh, turned up the volume here. It's interesting noticing like when one thing expresses itself here, it's like letting some of the pressure out. And since Gwydion's been gone, some of that Gwydionness seems to be finding its way into at least BT. Perhaps me? I don't know. When I'm not, when Widian's not there to contrast Edward against, then Edward becomes more of a blending of the two rather than the, rather than a foil to his outrageousness. <clears throat> All right, enough about that. For the two people who are still here, um, we do a thing at the beginning of this, don't we? So let's find out what's going to be up there. I don't know. This is um, Jean-Michel Jarre Concerts in China, which is going to get this video blocked in Russia. So all the Russians, the many, many Russians that have been watching, there's nobody watching it so I'm not that concerned about it. Okay. Um, this is the room. Focus. Focus. Good enough. I'll work with that.
So you see that up there. It reminds me a little bit of Conjunctio, the geomantic figure. Let me see if there's any similarity. Alright. <clears throat> okay. It says here, fertility. Ooh. Alright. And a little bit more information about that. Ing. I-N-G. Ing. Um, legendary hero. Uh, later a god. Alright. So that's what's going on here. Fertility. Good. Fertility is good. We like fertility, don't we? Hmm. All right. All right. That's enough out of me. Enough rambling. Let's say we get to today's reading. Cheers. See, we got the eight auspicious symbols of Buddhism. There's the conch, good speech, the, what is that? Uh, I'll come back to that. The endless knot of love, the flag or umbrella. Come back to that. Conch again. Maybe it's not all eight. Maybe it's just four. Alright. <clears throat> 15XII 13III. Alright. What? So that's the 15th of December, 1913, with a footnote, III. Monday. This entry was not reproduced in Liber Novus. Okay. When uh, my dad and I would go driving, I, you might, if you're following every episode, you might have noticed the, uh, I guess, four episodes ago now. Oh, I'm not that into this track. Sorry. Um, let's start toward the beginning. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, my dad and I would go driving when I was a kid and listen to Jean-Michel Jarre, Pat Metheny, Tangerine Dream, Stefan Grappelli. A lot of the music that I play when I'm reading these, and which I play sometimes now that I'm driving, now that we've got a car. It's so nice. We drove up to North Goa. Uh, here's a pic of me with the guy who runs the crystal shop up in North Goa. So it was first time driving for like an hour up north um, to visit, to get a couple rocks. Okay. <clears throat> Book of my most difficult experiments. I, something crossed out, open you with inner resistance. Everything in me balks at the intimacy of this experience. I want to coax myself like a nervous horse. I shy away from myself as if I were a nocturnal monster. <laughs> the quote subjective, end quote, is still the horrible and terrifying. As if through this word everything became devalued and superfluous as if the <clears throat> quote subject end quote were nothing 
in the events of the world. This is what I must overcome. I hear you, and I'm right there with you for that last part. But the nocturnal monster and uh, coaxing like a nervous horse, that, that sounded funny to me. Okay, yeah, that's fine. 6th December, 1913. But on the fourth night, I cried, quote, to journey to hell means to become hell my oneself, end quote. It is all frighteningly muddled and interwoven. My soul, on this desert path, there is not just glowing sand, but also horrible, tangled, invisible beings who live in the desert. I didn't know this. The way is only apparently clear. The desert is only apparently deserted and empty. But it seems inhabited by magical beings who attack me and daemonically change my form. I have evidently taken on completely monstrous forms in which I can no longer recognize myself. It seems to me that I have become a monstrous animal form for which I have exchanged my humanity. This way is surrounded by hellish magic. Invisible nooses have been thrown over me and ensnare me. Climb down into your depths, you say. How shall I do it? Climb down into your depths is in quotes. Quote, sink, end quote. How can I sink? This, I like this. When his soul's talking, it's in quotes, and when he's responding, it's not in quotes. That's a convention I've used before. That's cool. How can I sink? This is the hardest and highest art. To let yourself sink, teach me. I am unable to do it by myself. Quote, sit yourself down, be calm, end quote. How frightful. Forgive me, it sounds like nonsense. Do you also demand this of me? Can you hear the uproar of outrage in me? You overthrew the mighty gods who are powerful and mean the most to us. Oh, who are powerful and mean the most to us. My soul, where are you? Have I entrusted myself to a stupid animal? Do I stagger like a drunkard to the roadside ditch in order to sleep off a wild intoxication? Do I stammer mangled nonsense like a lunatic? Is this your way, my soul? Forgive me. Forgive me. But the blood boils in me and I would strangle you if I could seize you. You weave the thickest darkness, my soul, and I am like a madman caught in your net. But I yearn, teach me. Quote, my path is light, end quote. Do you call light what we men call the worst darkness? Do you call out day night? Do you call our day night? Guide me, give me light, your light. Quote, 
my light is not of this world, end quote. I know of no other world. Quote, should it not exist because you know nothing of it, end quote. But our knowledge, does our knowledge also not hold good for you? What is it going to be if not knowledge? Where is security? Where is ground? Where is firm land? Where is light? Your darkness is not only darker than night, but bottomless as well. If it's not going to be knowledge, then perhaps it will do without speech and words too? Quote, no words either. End quote. I could not have dreamed of a more horrendous destruction. Forgive me, perhaps I'm hard of hearing. Perhaps I misinterpret you. Perhaps I insure my, myself in self-deceit, ensnare myself in self-deceit and hellish monkey business. And I am a rascal, grinning at myself in a mirror, a fool in my own madhouse. Perhaps, my soul, you stumble over my folly. Quote, you delude yourself. You do not deceive me. Your words are lies to you, not me. End quote. But I could wallow in raging nonsense, which, like a breaking flood, will swallow you and me. I could hatch absurdly perverse monotony. Okay. Quote, who gives you thoughts and words? Do you make them? Are you not my serf, a recipient, a beggar who lies at my door and picks up my alms? And you dare think that what you devise and speak could be nonsense? Don't you yet, don't you know yet that it comes from me and belongs to me? And quote, dun 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 Master and servant, Depeche Mode, anybody? Google that on YouTube. All right. But then my indignation must also, it's D-E-P-A-S-C-H. Never mind. But then my indignation must also come from you. Then in me, you are indignant against yourself. My soul then spoke the ambiguous words, quote, that is civil war, end quote. Oh, a catchword I have often heard from myself applied to others, quote, how painful, my soul, to hear you use catchwords. Are you neurotic? Are we neurotic, end quote? Isn't it fun to imagine, like, you go to a therapist and they're like, and how do you feel about that? interesting taking notes and then when you leave and they say okay that's our time see you next week and then they like write shit like this <laughs> my soul i'm so confused this is civil war your darkness is light i mean reverse that okay yes i feel sick comedy and what yes i feel sick comedy and drivel but I yearn, I yearn, I also crawl through the stinking mud, the most despised banality. The devils on the desert path shall not catch me and fell me. I can also eat dust, <clears throat> let it rain filthy cliches. 
The banality is also part of hell. I do not yield. I am defiant. You can go on devising torments, spider-legged monsters, comical, hideous, frightful, theatrical, tabloid monsters. Come close. I am ready. Ready, my soul. You who are a devil to wrestle with you too. You donned the mask of a god and I worshipped you. Now you wear the mask of a devil. Whoa, a monstrosity. It's W-O-E, not like Keanu Reeves. Whoa. <clears throat> the mask of the banal, of the dunghill of words and phrases. Only one favor. Give me a moment to step back and consider. Is the struggle with this mask worthwhile? Was the mask of God worth worshipping? I cannot do it. The lust for battle burns in my limbs. No, I cannot leave the battlefield defeated. I want to seize you, crush you, buffoon, monkey. Whoa, it's an unequal struggle. My hands grab at air. But your blows are also air, and I perceive trickery. I find myself again on the desert path, a desert vision, a vision of the solitaries who have wandered down long roads. Ha! A work of art. Damned stab... What? Damned stab... That arrow hit the target. Where did it come from? In this lurk invisible robbers and assassins and shooters of poison darts. Suppose the murderous arrow is sticking in my heart. Its poison burns. Bloody mist blurs my eyes. Someone loads lead on my shoulders. But I want it. I want it. Eighteenth, eighteenth, <clears throat> December, nineteen thirteen. The following night was terrible. I soon awoke from a frightful dream. I was with an unknown youth, a brown savage. Oh, Jung. Oh, 1913. Oh, England. Oh, British Empire. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's Swiss. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Never mind. In a mighty mountain scape before daybreak, the eastern sky was already light. Then Siegfried's horn resounded over <clears throat> the mountains with a jubilant sound, and we knew that our mortal enemy was now coming. We were armed and lurked beside a narrow rocky path to murder the hero. Then he came high across the mountain on a chariot made of the bones of the dead, in a white garment with black mystical figures, and drove with unbelievable boldness over the steep rocks 
and arrived at the narrow path where we lay in wait. As he came around the turn, we fired at the same time and wounded him fatally. My companion left me in order to attend to the hero one last time, that is, to finish him off. Thereupon I turned to flee, a terrible rain swept down. I bounded up nimbly an incredibly steep path and later helped my wife, who followed me at a slower pace to ascend. Some people mocked us, but I didn't care, since this showed that they didn't know that I had murdered the hero. But after <clears throat> this dream, I went through a mental torment unto death. And I felt that I must kill myself. Oh, now you got me flagged. Now we're blocked in Russia and flagged. My God. Sorry. I'm quoting Carl Jung. YouTube. I must unalive myself. If I could not dissolve the riddle, I knew that I must shoot myself. Trying to get around the uh, the robot. It's always watching. Hmm? What'd you say there? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. All right. If I could not understand the dream, gradually it dawned on me that the highest truth is one and the same with the absurd. Yeah. <clears throat> In the moment, the enormous tension was released. And like the rain, we'll just have to wait this out. This was a particular favorite of my dad's because he was really into the fact that he was born in Shanghai, China. So he was a, a big fan of Chinese culture, but not red China. You know what I'm saying? It's a different generation. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. Hey, he left when he was six months old because the Japanese were there. It was 1940, and so... The Americans were like, hey, Americans, get the fuck out of there. Things are going to start not being so good for you if you don't get the hell out of there. So they got the hell out of there. Anyway. Um, yes. In this moment, the enormous tension was released. Unlike the rain, it swept away <clears throat> everything that was tensed too highly strung and soon sleep returned and brought with it a curiously beautiful image. Forms walked clad in white silk in a colored atmosphere, each surrounded by a strangely fragrant glowing tinted aura, some reddish, others bluish and greenish. A magical, spiritual, and sensual feeling radiated from this image 
and I fell asleep like a convalescent. I have stridden across the depths and set light, but it seems to me that I am in a new world. Where am I? Through painful guilt, a new man, a newborn. I don't know the way or the wherefore. I have, I assume, not yet learned how to walk in this new state. Shall I grope my way or crawl? Or will something attach itself to me that leads and shows me the way further? Certainly this is an animated world, a world of the simplest things. No world of will be or must be. It seems to me rather a world of maybe, with entirely undetermined possibilities. A world of colorful twilight. It seems as if there are only modest waysides here, close at hand, no dignant targets, no broad straight military roads, no heaven above, no hell below. A strange world in between. Everything merges in soft shades, a colorful painting harmonically fused in itself. Sounds like fertility to me. Seems, seems, yeah, the theme was apt. So, um, yeah, for those who um, are like following along and keeping up with these, I'll be away. Um, Pew's birthday is coming up on the 21st. It's currently the 18th, so we're going to go stay at a place up north. And then we're going to be going to Delhi for a few days to take care of some business. And then we'll be back. And so I might be recording an Esoteric Nerd episode. Maybe. Or BT might. Um, otherwise, we'll be coming back on the 24th late, so you can expect a, another one of these to come out on the 25th, knowing us, and uh, you probably won't be disappointed, unless for some reason I decide to take a day off on the 25th. Depends on how I feel. It's very cold up in Delhi, so... Here it's like warm all year round, and then it rains for three months from June to September. Um, but it's like five degrees Celsius at the low, low end in Delhi right now. So hopefully we'll get through those couple of days without that having too much of an effect on our systems. And... Uh, all right, so so it'll be a, a little bit of a break, at least a week, between this episode and the next episode. Anything else? Oh, yeah, some books came. Are they nearby? Somewhere. Um, they're around. Um, yeah, the Tellier Desjardins books. I ordered, like, seven Tellier Desjardins books, and I've gotten four. So there's three that are missing. I'll have to look into that. 
But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a while before before we get to that stuff. Yeah, we'll be reading Divine Milieu for a while yet before then. And uh, was there anything else? See, I'm working on not giving a shit. I'm actively, actively taking steps to not give a shit, and I can still hear the chattering. I can still hear the muttering. I can still hear the. Uh, and I'm actively setting it on fire. I don't give a shit. Ashes. It's just you and me now. You're cool. Okay. That's it out of me. And, uh, um... Blessings from... White Cloud Temple in Shanghai, where I got this. And of course...